Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And that is position battles going into training camp. And you could talk about position battles. You could talk about individual battles, guys coming back from injuries. When you look at this roster, and you look at you know some of the different situations that have come up, whether it's through adding a player in the draft, through adding players through free agency, or guys just, hey, maybe they didn't add a whole lot at that position, but they're expected to get better. What are you looking at when you see the roster? I think the first thing, I mean, you can call it biased. I'm looking at that right guard spot. You know what I mean? I, a guy like Hal Vitae that missed all of last season, had that injury that – uh, forced him to be on IR. Didn't even know if he was going to be able to come back and play this year. Sounds like he's in good shape. Sounds like he's back to kind of that form that he was in in, in 2021 when he played pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, they brought in Graham Glasgow, a guy that with a lot of experience, uh, was here for a while, center guard, uh, went to Denver on a pretty big contract, started a guard out there for them. Uh, I think that's going to be the first battle that I'm going to look at because when you talk about strengths of this team, everybody seems to mention the offensive line. I think it's a unanimous uh, pick that if you ask what the strength of this team is, a lot of people are going to say it's their offensive line. They're damn good. Uh, but there's still a question mark there at right guard, right? We, we know that Vitae, like I said, played pretty well in that 2021 season. Uh, what's he going to look like coming back off of this injury when it's the first time he's going to play real football again in, in, in a year, right? Mm-hmm. I think that last year training camp is when he ended up going out. And a guy like Graham Glasgow, what is he going to bring to this team? Can he provide uh, competition at that right guard level to maybe step in there and be the guy? Or is he going to be the guy that we saw with Evan Brown last year? That's going to be kind of that six-man interior guy, can play both guard spots, can play center spot. We know Frank has been battling you know, toe and foot injuries for the last couple years. If something happens to him, I think they feel comfortable having Graham there uh, as an insurance policy. But that's going to be the first position that I'm excited to see once the pads come on is uh, who's going to stick out. And it's it's not going to take a day or two. It's probably going to take two or three weeks. But who starts to separate themselves at that right guard spot that can fill in uh, what are pretty big shoes on that offensive line? They have high expectations for themselves. Uh, a lot of com- competitive <laughs> athletes on that line. Who's going to be the guy at right guard that sticks out that's going to that's gonna earn that spot? Yeah, another one staying with the offense uh, is that running back position. Now, we know, obviously, David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, they're going to get the bulk of the carries. I think Craig Reynolds is probably going into camp as, as RB3. But a guy that I'm really interested to see if he can work his way up the depth chart and possibly earn a position on this team is the undrafted rookie out of Minnesota, Mo Ibrahim. Uh, a very productive when healthy at Minnesota. And I know he had, I think it was an Achilles he he's he's been banged up a little bit. He's a physical style back, a little bowling ball, and has led the Big Ten. Was all Big Ten as a running back, and if he can prove that he can stay healthy, and you know if they use him in limited situations, he could be you know he could fill some of the production gap left by Jamal Williams down on the goal line, short yardage. I know that David Montgomery is probably going to be the guy that's called upon for some of that. But I'm really curious to see 
if he can work his way up the depth chart and take a little bit of the load off of Gibbs and Montgomery uh, and be a, a weapon that's utilized. You know, maybe it's, you know, maybe he doesn't see much time until, you know, week six or seven. But eventually, if if the coaches can, you know, gain some confidence in him, the trainers and, and the staff and the front office can gain some confidence, say, yeah, this guy can stay healthy. I think he could be a, a sneaky good asset for the Lions. Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, tight end spot, um, you know, man, they might just get it done by committee at that point. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised uh, week one if if Laporta comes out as the number one guy, but uh, we know they like rotating those guys through. You're going to see, um, you know, you're going to see Brock Wright again in there in some certain packages. You're going to see another six offensive linemen in there in certain packages yep. at the tight end spot. Uh, you're going to see probably a rotation of guys in there. The other thing, uh, offense, just to kind of round out the offense, is who's going to who's going to be the number two guy to start the season out at receiver, right? We obviously know we have Amon Ross St. Brown, but Jameson's gonna, not going to be there for six weeks, right? You're looking at Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond, maybe Tom Kennedy, maybe one of these young guys, right? We know they drafted Antoine Green and uh, undrafted guy Dylan Drummond actually sounded like he had a really good OTAs, but that's that, that seems to me maybe an underrated um, – maybe a concern maybe heading into training oh. camp is who that number two receiver is you look at and even marvin jones last year when he was in jacksonville caught you know 46 passes 500 yards three touchdowns pretty much uh exact numbers as josh reynolds right josh reynolds had 38 catches around 500 yards and three touchdowns uh is that really what you're the production that you need from a number two spot it's probably a little bit low um, so that's going to be something that I want to see as training camp develops the first couple weeks is who's going to be that number two guy, right? DJ Chark isn't there anymore. They don't really have that uh, burner type without Jamison Williams that we saw with DJ Chark last year that could take the top off of a defense. Is one of these number two guys going to step up and, and show that they can fill that role and fill a, a void that is probably going to need a lot of targets this year when you start thinking, I'm going to get double teamed a lot. Right. If Sam Laporta can come out and show he's a threat, he's going to get double teamed a lot. That number two spot is going to be very vital to what this offense is able to do. Yeah, and I think it's going to it, some of it's going to come down to how do they utilize Jameer Gibbs? We know he's he at Alabama. Uh, he's lined up at the slot. He can be used as a receiver, not exclusively, but he's a guy that that you know they can use to help fill that void um, that JMO is going to leave for the first six games. And I really think it's going to have to be Josh Reynolds. I think that familiarity, when we've heard about this for a couple of years since he he signed in Detroit, that that Jared Goff has with him uh, from their time out in L.A., I think we'll probably see that pay off. And, um, you know, it's interesting you mentioned the tight end position because I do think Sam Laporta is probably going to be the guy that starts at tight end. But it'll be interesting because there's – there's always a learning curve for every position, and some take a little bit longer than others. And I think for tight end, it it can take a little bit longer. And we see guys as they go through their career, you know, in year two, they're better than year one, year three, and you expect that progression. But for the tight end position, when you've got to do so many different things, obviously he's going to have to be a pass catcher. He's going to have to be a part of that, uh, you know, that threat. But he's also going to have to be a guy that understands where he's got to be, where his body's got to be, his pad level. And coming into the NFL as a run blocker, it's not an easy thing to do. You and I both did it, and we were trained yeah. in that task. And, yes, yeah, tight ends are as well. But I think that'll be interesting to see from him 
how he uses leverage, how he uses his footwork, hat and hands, all of those different things. Um, you know, what type of run blocker is he going to be as a rookie? Yeah, and I think we have to maybe limit the expectations a little bit, right? I was actually, I think it was last week, I was bored. I was looking at some stats uh, of some other tight ends when they first came to the league. Mm -hmm. Like Travis Kelsey, I think his first year, him and George Kittle, and I'm just, you know, from what I remember, I don't know the exact stats, but their rookie years were, you know, 30-some catches, you know, 500 yards three, four touchdowns. I mean, nothing super impressive, right? That we see obviously what kind of players that those guys are now. Um, But like you said, I think tight end is a tough transition. You're going against a lot better athletes. You're going to be asked to block one-on-one, especially in this offense. You have to run block. It's, it's a requirement. uh, If you're going to play uh, for Ben Johnson and for Dan Campbell at that position, you have to be able to block. And also, uh, this is a team that likes to utilize these tight ends in the passing game. I would just say, I for anybody that thinks Sam Laporta is going to come out and light the NFL on fire. Now, look, I hope he does. It would be great if he does. But the expectation should be a little bit tempered as far as to what he's going to provide in the passing game uh, to maybe at least start off the season, first half of the season. Uh, because it's it's very rare that tight ends come into the league year one and just put up uh, – you know, what we're seeing lately, a thousand yards, you know, 12 touchdowns, whatever it is. Um, So we're going to have to make sure that uh, we're a little bit careful with what we expect out of Sam Laporta this year.